Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help. Hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on my show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. Take what helps and leave the rest. Hi friends, it's Sarah May, and this is an episode, um, I don't know what to call it quite yet, but it's, it's all about relationships and for anyone who's in a difficult relationship and you are maybe on the brink of getting counseling you are debating whether or not to get counseling or maybe you're in a power struggle in that relationship and you're just not super happy but you're kind of ambivalent about what to do and I would say this is definitely targeted toward my fellow codependents out there or people who get stuck in that role of kind of second guessing your own needs you know or I guess if you have a, a past filled with um, suppressing your needs or thinking if you just try hard enough, eventually you will get the love and respect you crave. Um, and just a heads up, this is not a three-part episode. This is really mostly tools. Um, and another heads up, I'm going to go into the sponsors uh, right before I start the tools section. So for anyone who finds this to be a relevant topic to you, I would just start by saying relationships are hard and especially long-term relationships, monogamous relationships. And if you want them to work long-term, they take a lot of um, maintenance and they also take a lot of introspection. A lot of the time we have to keep them healthy by voicing our issues and being strong enough to confront problems, including being strong enough to walk away if it requires that. And I think that's one of the scariest and most difficult things to negotiate. It's, it's because you're, you're really torn between two opposite desires in that moment, one to covet and protect yourself and respect yourself and the other to not uh, experience a painful loss. And I think that's especially hard for people with abandonment issues or anyone who's experienced neglect in any shape or form because your threshold or your tolerance for bad treatment is so high that you will really get to a place of such extreme uh, dysfunction in your relationship before you really start to register physically that this isn't working for you. So this is hopefully something that will allow you to recognize that if this is true for you. And I think for a lot of people, it can be really hard to know if it's worth it, worth it to be in your relationship, you know, like it's hard to know if you are happy and you want to stay or if you are actually really done with a relationship and ready to leave it um, because it's a constant negotiation, you know, it can change day to day, week to week, month to month. And it also is very much tied to what is going on in your life, in your lives as individuals. So, so many factors to weigh, it can be disorienting. 
And when it's something that big, it's a scary trigger to pull because you don't want to destroy something, you know, that doesn't need to be destroyed. But I guess my main message in this episode is be brave enough to fight constructively, be brave enough to confront, to have hard conversations, and confident enough and self-loving enough to validate your own feelings, your own wants, and your own needs. Like be capable of getting mad and drawing firm boundaries when people do not treat you well, including somebody who is you've been in a relationship for a very long time with, you know, because the other half of being um, experiencing love and being able to receive love and being open to receiving that love is being able to get mad and to protect yourself. We need that ability. We need to be able to demand good treatment for ourselves. Otherwise, we are blocking ourselves from receiving love and we are reinforcing bad behavior. Like we are welcoming more of it by, by not enforcing boundaries. And I would say, for whatever it's worth, all, if you are in that place of neediness and clinging and fear, that kind of like underfoot place where we're grasping, the first thing we can do from that place to, to really empower ourselves is curate the bravery and the perspective of I'm ready to walk away. And this is where from that, from that energy, from that feeling, that is where we can keep our relationships healthy and when we know what needs to be done. When we are the most autonomous and in our own skin, this is where we are the most rational, where we know what needs to be done. And it just becomes simple. It doesn't become at us, for us, for them. It, it's not as complicated and dire as that. It's not the energy of desperation. It's just simple. Things become very no-duh. Like, no, all we need to do is this and this. That's it. Um, and that's, it just allows you to see that clearly. Um, I'm writing this episode because I think a lot of us enter relationships in a state of idealization and um, we overlay onto the other person a, a version of them that is based on what we see as possible and also all of our own personal experiences. And so we can't stop really seeing that version of them until reality sets in over a long enough period of time and we just finally are hit with the truth of who they are. And for a lot of people, that's the time when they start to get mad and they get unmet needs and they say like, why aren't you doing the thing you used to do? You, you're supposed to do the thing you were doing before. And really what's happening is we're just finally seeing them for the first time minus all of our idealization. And when that milestone hits is when the relationship, we start to pull both parties tend to start to pull and that that's when we start to build up resent we start to feel angry that the other person isn't upholding the dream so to speak um and i would say like that's when we start to question like is this a relationship i want to stay in and is this a person that really uh is is a sustainable person for me to be with long term a lot of big questions come up for both people and I would say, like, if you're in that stage, usually what we need to do is 
start to build a relationship based on shared terms. We have to share a reality. And that means we merge both of our definitions together. We have to negotiate it between one another and really explain to the other person, this is the, the reality I see. And then they explain their reality to us as well. So you can look at a healthy relationship similarly to a business. Like it has to be functional and ideally it should be in a growth state versus one of contraction. Meaning like if one person is giving everything and the other person is taking everything, like that's a deficit. All At all times you're kind of operating on this like if one person stops, the whole thing falls apart. So that's that's a shrinking state not you're not creating you're not building anything stronger or greater than together a good good relationship is greater than the sum of its parts because both people are giving and that is a huge advantage in life because you're you're both creating more stability for one another that is a, a ultimate power you know to be able to build something great together is it's hugely empowering and growing for both individuals but a gentle reminder that when you are able to share reality and talk things out and um, explain needs in a way that the other person can understand and not feel attacked, etc., you can change the story of the future. You can change the story of the relationship. It can change the ending. And just for what it's worth, often what both parties are perceiving is totally different. Even if you think you understand what they're saying, like the truth lies in uh, really being able to understand their language and their frame of reference. So if both people are debating the reality, I would say the truth lies in a kind of center point between those two descriptions of truth. And you can think of a person's reality or their frame of reference for love and relationships and everything that's supposed to happen as kind of like very much defined on the, their perspective throughout their life. So um, almost like, you know, we're two goldfish. We have two bowls that sit on two sides of a shelf. And like the only things that w- the one goldfish has seen are the perspective from this side of the shelf. And the only things that the other person has seen from this side of the shelf. So for you to be able to understand and share their perspective, it takes a lot of effort sometimes for a lot, for both people. And that is just based on where our upbringing has showed us what you know how you love and what things were said in our household growing up the ways that that conflicts were resolved all of these things have different definitions for each person and so they mean different things to each person and we also learn how to act in relationships from the examples we have been shown that have been demonstrated to us by our parents or our elders or caregivers. And so often this is what just automatically comes through. It's like kind of a default setting for both individuals. One thing I will say that I notice in a lot of people in any relationship, any intimate relationship whatsoever, especially when conflict comes up, is people tend to come from a place of why don't they try harder with me? Why don't they try to be nice to me? Why aren't they asking me if I'm okay? Why aren't they seeing me and respecting my feelings? Why aren't they uh, trying to make it up to me? It's always us wanting the other person to work harder 
or apologize or see that they're wrong. I see that with kids. I see it with parents. I see it with partners. We always see where others are not showing up first, you know? And so that's just something to keep in mind. It's like when we're in that perspective, it's like both people are retracting. Both people are pulling. So the goal is to be in a whole place where we are not pulling and instead where we can just give and where we can look at what we can do and also see where we cannot do anything at all. Um, So with that, I have quite a few tools for you in particular if you are in this conflicted state of your relationship. And um, I would say these are all for all different kinds of relationships. Um, And if you are in an abusive relationship or one where there is a power differential, like if you are a person who does not have power and autonomy in your relationship, this is not for you because that is a a very different kind of relationship. For you, I will put in the show notes um, some resources to start to get some help for your situation. So if you are um, not free in the ability to leave your relationship, uh, I will I'll put some resources in the show notes. Okay. And before I go into these tools, a brief word from our sponsors. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, the first tool is called the truest professional. And this is for if you are about to go into couples counseling and you have never done that before and or maybe you're just asking friends or parents or whoever it is in your life. Just want you to keep in mind, you are always the truest professional in your relationship on all matters related to your relationship. And I'm saying that because a lot of the time we can, we're so desperate for knowledge or we're so lost and confused and conflicted that we can very much be swayed into any perspective as soon as somebody leads the witness, you know? So as soon as a friend says like, yeah, you should be really pissed about that or a parent says like, that's so wrong. How could they do that to you? Whatever it is. Or a I would say especially with a counselor, if a counselor says like, wow, why are you even in this relationship? It can really set your mind in a specific vein. So don't forget to step back from whatever is pushing you in any direction and really say to yourself like, what do I think though? What is true for me based on my lived experience? Because this is the only person that's going to live in this relationship and experience its its gifts or, or its pains is you. You are the only one who can truly decide if it is right or if it is wrong. And that's just a good keep in mind. All right, the next tool I'm calling um, real power. When we are in relationships and 
another person does not treat us well or they say things to us that are unloving, this is when we start to set up a dangerous precedent because in a healthy relationship, people inherently know what should not be done and should not be said. Things that are um, harming to the partner. But when someone is, does not respect that boundary, when they do not have that sensitivity to take care of us, or someone knowingly is trying to hurt the other person, they cannot be permitted to practice that without consequences, without you enforcing boundaries. And what do I mean by enforcing boundaries? I mean being able to walk away and and being able to say like, being able to be strict about what someone is not allowed to do. And what happens when we tolerate bad behavior, we set up the precedent that it can happen again and that it, there's nothing that bad that will come of it. So an example of a consequence is um, you ask the person to leave. You say that that is not okay to talk to me that way and now you have to leave. And if they will not leave, you ask your family to help you make them leave. And if that is not feasible for you, then you leave and go to a friend's house, go to your parents' house, wherever. But it needs to be known where that line is, what behavior is not okay and what is out of bounds for you. So if you have not enforced boundaries up to now, it's fine to start and they might call you out for it, but it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is you have to draw a line and know that that is valid. Know that you are not, it's never okay to tolerate abuse. It's never okay to tolerate uh, mistreatment. And if you have to start late, better late than never. All right, the next tool is called remove the fear of never. And this is for people who have a history of loss or abandonment. And I would say this in itself really prevents us from taking healthy and empowering actions or even just entertaining our options. Like we remove all of our options because of that just physical um, trigger. So for example, let, let's say you're in a relationship and the person is behaving badly towards you that you're maybe you're you know taking um mistreatment of some sort you're being neglected in some way and your brain will literally cannot plan the outcome that you are terrified of which is losing the relationship or you can't imagine walking away um the first thing we can do to help ourselves to be more rational is just go through the motions of walking that path so talk to someone who has already gotten out of a relationship actually do some research about how whatever steps need to be done for you to get out of the relationship and just start to recognize in as many forms as you possibly can that it won't be as it's not as bad as you think it will be and it's not as impossible as you think it will be and that your life minus this person is actually very okay you are actually going to be able to function minus this person. It's just the, the hugest factor is this fear of loss. It's that energy of, but I can't lose that. I can't be alone. I can't. That's not true. That is old. And the proof of its oldness is how heightened it is, how extreme it is, and how blind it is. All right, the next tool, keep other people's food off of your emotional plate. 
And this is a perspective to curate. When we start to take on other people's emotional states as our own, this is when we start to get sick and disoriented. And this is really just a a visualization just to notice yourself when you are, let's say you're a very codependent person, you're starting to notice that the person, your partner is being mean to you, cold to you, starting to retract, like pull back from you. This is when you, you're probably the most triggered. And this is when you just have to remind yourself, you have to keep that divide to remain sober from your drug. This is the thing that starts to make you emotionally sick. So as soon as that happens, you have to really double down on self-care and really curate a perspective of your life as an individual, like really create that island of safety that is you. And this is what allows you to take the actions that deserve to be taken on your behalf, including things like you can't be this way. I, you can't be this way around me. I cannot tolerate this. If you're in this state, you need to take that out of this room, whatever it is. All right, the next tool I'm calling know your leaning, quote unquote. So if you had a life where you were a person who had uh, a lot of neglect from caregivers or um, maybe you had an alcoholic caregiver, um, you will have a, a tendency to tolerate lots and lots and lots of bad behavior from another person. So you will have like more abilities in this area to a fault and, and your threshold will be extreme. So just whatever it is, this is a journal reflection, know whatever your leaning is, you know? So like, just understand about yourself. I tolerate more than I should. Or if you are a person who was abandoned, like maybe you lean toward um, self-protection, you know, cutting your losses. Um, so, or you, you do things to make the other person leave, like just know what your kind of inclination is just so you can kind of integrate that information into all scenarios. So you could see, like, get a little perspective on like, huh? Yeah, I know this can't be all me because I tend to lean in this direction. It's just extra information. All right. The next tool I'm calling know the deal breakers. So this is another journal entry. I want you to write down what your deal breakers are in a relationship and just know what they are. Know know that they're true and know that if they are not being met, then that means your relationship is not healthy and that you probably can't stay in it unless there is major change. And just have them hold on to them concretely as real objects you know just to give you some examples a couple of mine are honesty I require kindness I require having an intimate relationship otherwise I do not thrive Um, I require that my partner is an equal contributor to the business of the relationship and whatever yours are just know them and respect them like the law and when it comes to things that are um, possibly fixable you know I would I would say like add the extra step of allowing the other person the opportunity to address the issue so it's like if if you haven't given them that opportunity start there and you are the only person who can decide your deal breakers all right the next tool an opposite reality exists at all times this is a very powerful tool and 
I would say use it when things are bad and you don't know what to do. So if you are in that state of pain and you're writing a negative narrative and you're just overcome, I just want you to say in your mind to yourself, maybe a 180 is totally possible. Maybe this day can actually end in in a totally positive way. And that's it. It's just a really simple, really powerful tool just to remind you because we very much create our outcomes just with our energy and our expectations. All right, the next tool is called keep the instructions simple. And that this is just basically how to speak your needs aloud. Just say what you need to feel happy and safe and loved in as concise and simple and plain a way possible. Don't worry about padding it. Don't worry about giving it context. Don't And definitely don't say it with anger, but just keep it simple. For example, sometimes I say things like, I want to have a date night within the next month. It's exactly what I want. And it just is what it is. You can deliver it it's, it's just blankly as possible. It doesn't need to be caveated or tippy-toed around. Just deliver the info straight and that's how people can know what you need and want and if they are putting in the work for your relationship they will meet your needs exactly as you you have asked them to all right the next tool i'm calling you minus stress or you plus stress so this is a filter to keep clarity on what What is an issue that comes and goes with the resources you have available? And what is really an issue that is tied to the relationship? So just uh, in your mind's eye, ask, what does this situation look like minus 15% of the stress and overwhelm that is currently in my life? Because I think a lot of the shit storms that show up in relationships can be circumstantial based purely around bandwidth. So just imagine yourself what, or, or even look backwards in your relationship. What does this situation look like with 15% more energy, 15% more time, 15% more um, resources, you know? Okay, cool. And the next tool is called, um, I guess it's a really a reflection tool. If you change your mind in a day, what does that say about how you feel? So this is a tool for getting oriented to your own personal um, old baggage, like what is possibly old or what is possibly um, something you're resisting seeing, like maybe you're trying to talk yourself out of something or if this is actually an issue. And what I mean by that is, Oftentimes I think when we are not grounded in ourselves and we're not grounded in the comfort and safety of our own self-awareness and knowledge, we are purely reactive. We are purely reactive to what is presented. And when we are in that purely reactive state, our reality or our truth will change on a day-to-day basis. So if like, this is especially true for codependents, if they change the way they behave or act towards us it's like all of the problems suddenly vanish so I would ask you to ask yourself is this an issue that 
was true for me yesterday. Like if you have something that comes up, was this true for me yesterday or last week? Is this something that's was true a month ago? Or is my reality different day to day? And whatever you answer to these questions, just hold on to this information as something to be curious about. It's really something for you to explore with yourself, possibly with your therapist, as an object of truth. I, that I don't know really where I stand on this because I am not consistent with my opinion. So really what we're looking for, what we're, we're curious about is like, how do I really feel minus all of the day-to-day kind of polls I swing to? How do I really feel? What's my general takeaway? Which brings me to the next tool, which is a journal entry I'm calling Squinted Average. So if you write in a journal, I'd love for you to reflect on all of your past entries and just or, or even look at a calendar, you know, at all of your past activities. This is this is just a way to refresh your memory. And and I would do this when you're in a state of you're not emotionally triggered, maybe in the morning after you've had breakfast and you feel safe. But just this is really for you to squint at your relationship in its entirety and ask, is it good or is it not good? What is the majority of this relationship? Is it positive? Is it creating abundance and happiness in my life? Or is it pulling my energy? Is it positive or negative? And if if it is, let's say let's say that it's it has many positives, but the primary is negative, even so, is it worth it for those good moments? And only you can answer this. This is just for you to take it out of the day-to-day occurrences and really see, like, is this something that's bringing mostly joy to my life? Do I want to keep this thing? All right, the next tool is called Those Things You Say. And there is a second part of this tool that is a journal entry. So this is for you to look at as well as look at it with your partner. I mean, look at your partner's behavior, whatever they constantly say to you like whatever the loop is that occurs in your relationship we tend to have the same fights over and over again we tend to have the same issues over and over again so whatever it is your loop your complaint just know what it is and notice or or recognize that is this loop is not just coming from the relationship it's also coming from some other origin it's present in the rest of your life and the rest of your person And it's a feeling that's just kind of embedded in you from an early time. So I just ask you to be curious about what is the origin of this feeling, of this lack, this need. Um, Is it a general sense of loneliness? Is it a general sense of being unseen? Is there a, a general feeling of not loved enough? Whatever it is, just I want you to recognize it. And then I also want you to recognize yourself as a source of this fulfillment and um, and quenching, you know, we can we can really when we notice it, double down on self care and give ourselves so much in this area. And yes, our partner can also give that to us, but it's it's something that is not just for them to provide. And also, same goes for them. Whatever their loop of thing that they say to you is not just something that you are required to solve in them. They must also give it to themselves and recognize it in themselves. And the second part of this tool is a journal entry. 
I'm calling draw the line. And this is just simply to see what their loop or their complaint is and see that that is them. You know, see where you end and what you are capable of possibly providing to them and also seeing like what's in them. Like what is their problem that is impossible to solve that is not you but is something that they are projecting onto you. For example, your partner might be saying something like, you're doing it wrong. You're not loving right. You're doing this thing wrong. And if it's something that you cannot solve, I just welcome you to recognize that and know that that's true. And don't beat yourself up about it and and see that that is, that's not me. That's just, that's impossible. That's not reality. All right, the next tool is called becoming a person like that. I think a large part of strength building when you feel clingy or unworthy, especially in the face of a difficult relationship, can come from starting to just grow yourself and really um, adding energy into feelings of worthiness, like being feeling like a person of worthiness and uh, authority and autonomy, a person who has their shit together. So if you are a person that looks to other people and says like that person's better than me in this way or they have XYZ or they look like XYZ um, and if you're not the person who has XYZ or does XYZ, to become a person who does is simple. It starts by just witnessing change in your own life, witnessing yourself changing in this very simple way and it can happen simply with a few very small steps. So for example, if you are a person who doesn't have nice things, buy some nice things for yourself. If you are a person who does nothing in the face of conflicts, do things in the face of conflicts. Do a couple rapid moves, you know, and I'm talking in like the next three days, do like three things. And if you're a person who does not invest in yourself or your future, invest in in several rapid, simple moves. See a therapist, see a coach, buy an online course, whatever it is. Taking a few small changes quickly in a month allows you to see yourself as a person who is able to make change, who does things. It helps you build momentum and you can see like, I have abilities. I can be new. I can be reinvented at any stage. I can make a big leap on a random Tuesday, you know? When we take rapid steps of change, we will awaken to seeing ourselves as evolving and changing and capable. And I think one thing that happens when we get stuck in our ways and we are in a fear state in a relationship, the world becomes small and we stop being able to witness the truth of our potential and our freedom and our possibility. So this is just about making dramatic moves quickly to break out of that blind looping state of fear. So I hope this episode is helpful. And before I close, I wanted to thank my latest sponsors. I have a donation from Alexandra and one from Joshua. Thank you so very much. And Alana. And thank you all to my Patreon sponsors and anyone who has the means. Donation real, donations really help out this show. You can head to yaywithme.com or patreon.com slash So in closing, I'm sending love to anyone in this situation. And know that when we approach things from a fear state, we cannot act autonomously. 
In order for healthy change to occur, we have to claim our power and keep the relationship healthy. And if you are in the state of resisting possible change, know that no matter what happens, no matter the outcome, it will be a gift. If it means it ends, this is a gift that is meant to happen. If it means you force some difficult work to happen, that is also a gift. The place of resistance and hiding is where the most pain occurs because we are we're just delaying a middle you know that's unnecessary so we need positive conflict and from me to you you deserve kindness love respect and once you see that about yourself others can too and they show up so I wanted to leave you by asking you whether or not you are treating yourself with those things a good rule of thumb is to treat yourself like you would treat a very good friend. That good. That level of kindness, reverence, gifting, specialness. And, and know that all of it is in service of all of your relationships. When we can unblock or, or stop resisting anger, and when we can really own our feelings of this is not working for me and this is not okay with me, I deserve better, this is where we are open and capable of receiving all the love that we crave. So I send you my love and don't forget to smile. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.